What's up guys? Before I get into today's episode, I wanted to take a moment to tell you about Anchor. Have you ever considered making a podcast of your own? Because Anchor has all the tools you could possibly need to create a podcast within its website and app. When you host a podcast on Anchor, it makes it super easy to post it to platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. I use it and it makes posting it to like all of the streaming platforms just so easy. And it's totally free. You do not have to pay anything for this great service. So if starting a podcast is something that interests you, definitely check out anchor.fm on your web browser. That's anchor.fm. Or you can go to the App Store and download the Anchor app to get started making your own podcast today. Hey all you ghouls and goblins, I'm your host Patrick, and this is Not Adding Up. This week I have both a familiar voice and an unfamiliar voice. I have Johnny and her boyfriend Jeffrey with me today. Hi Johnny. Hello. Hello Jeffrey. Thank you for coming on the show for the first time. What's going on? So as per usual I did not really tell you guys much about the case before getting into it. Before I get into today's case with you guys I had some housekeeping to do. So I keep forgetting to give Abby her proper shout-out. She requested both the Rebecca Corium and Kanika Jenkins case. And the Rebecca Corium case led me to unearth a massive amount of cruise ship disappearances and just, like, sketchy shit that happened with cruises. So thank you again, Abby, for your great suggestions. (laughs) Sorry it took me so long to get to them. Also... Hi everyone, I promise I'm not lying when I said I have some West Virginia cases on the way. As I mentioned, I'm working with the family of an individual involved in one of the cases, and we both have very busy schedules, so it's been like difficult to find a good meeting time with us. As for the Patreon episode, I wanted to wait until I had a few more subscribers to release the West Virginia case because it's a big one. I will have a different bonus episode that is a single parter out on my Patreon for you soon, Abby, because <laughs> Abby's my first Patreon subscriber, so shout out to her. She's a real one. She's like, I've hosted half of the episodes, okay? Of course, I'm gonna subscribe. You're pointing to Lady. We have, we've captured a cat, Johnny. We've captured a cat? I'm gonna... You're gonna get, get her out? Yeah. <laughs> we try to get all the cats out yeah, before we start. I also wanted to give a quick shout out to another one of my new podcast friends, Brittle, Bizarre, and Boozy Podcast. Jane and Declan are a mother and son who put together episodes with a bizarre story and a brutal story, along with a themed cocktail. Like, it's so cute. A themed cocktail. I love it. I like it. All of them doing so far have sounded really gross. Like, the last one was like a whiskey. It was like straight liquor. It was like only whiskey. And I was like, oh, God. They were both like, this is too much. But I haven't listened to all their episodes yet. So maybe they have some, like, nice foo-foo drinks in there for me. <laughs> But their podcast provides an interesting twist from the average true crime or paranormal podcast, and I definitely think you should check them out. They have inspired me to make a drink for this episode. That really is in no way related to the case. (laughs) I have a nice classic margarita, 
And I guess you could have those on cruises. Ooh, but yeah. I know that if my ass was on a cruise, I would not be drinking pina coladas. Fuck that. We got, you're drinking a margarita. I know. Huh. I said I wouldn't be drinking pina coladas. Why not? What's wrong with pina coladas? Well, would you be drinking a margarita? Yes. I hear it. <laughs> Where's the confusion, Johnny? I mean, you can have a margarita without it being a pina colada. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, if I was on a cruise, I wouldn't have pina coladas. I'd have a margarita. But, like, when you think of a cruise, you think of a pina colada. There's my chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Let's get into today's case, which is the disappearance of George Smith. So, obviously, you know all about this one, right, Jeffrey? Oh, absolutely. I've done my research. Yeah, good. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. So this story revolves around a couple, one of which would seemingly disappear once again from a cruise ship. I told you guys I could do a miniseries on cruise ships, and boy, could I. It is just so scary to me that, like, I knew not, I didn't really know about, like, the amount of sketchy shit that happens. I honestly would love that. What? A miniseries. Oh, I thought, I thought you were, I don't know why I thought you were like, <laughs> I would love to go disappearing from a cruise ship. <laughs> ah, but I really didn't know this was prevalent until looking into the Rebecca case. So thank you again, Abby, for that shout out. But George and Jennifer Smith were newlyweds in 2005. And as many newlyweds do, they decided to go on a cruise for their honeymoon. On June 28th, I almost said June 28th because that's my birthday. <laughs> on June 29th, 2005, the couple would begin their cruise, setting sail from Barcelona. So that, I'm like, maybe we can get a margarita there, yeah. Barcelona? That's not, I'm like, that's Spain. They got a lot of bars there. Okay. Yeah. We're going to Barcelona? That's, so that's where they set sail from. So that's where my margarita works their way in. Oh. <laughs> For around a week, the vacation would go as planned, and the ship would make stops at exotic destinations in Greece. It wasn't until the early morning of July 5th that the cruise would take a sinister turn for the couple. At 7.30 a.m. on July 5th, 2005, passengers awoke to a large blood stain on the metal canopy of the cruise ship. A bloody handprint was also found along the railing near the blood, the blood stain. So this was like quickly washed away by the cruise ship workers, but the passengers would not forget what they saw, and a few passengers even had the wherewithal to take pictures of it. So after seeing that photo, like initial reactions, like it was a decent amount of blood, was it not? Or maybe I just overreact to it. It looks like a little cut to me. Maybe someone got stabbed with like a broken piece of glass, stepped on it, or got caught in their hand. That's a lot of blood for that, Jeffrey. I think it was a good bit of blood. What the fuck? I was like, what are they gonna do? Rub their hand all over the boat? Let me see it again. Okay. Yeah. I already goddamn got it away. Let me go. Let me see it again. It didn't look like that much to me. I mean, like for an accident, I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves here. We're just talking about our photo, but this is the first thing that made it sus. You trying to tell me that's a bloody hand? Just it like... looks like it was dragged okay, off. Yeah. yeah, it really does look like it was dragged off. For a second time, yeah. It looks like the blood continues off the screen, too. So there is definitely a lot of blood in this photo and on the canopy, so I'm sort of, Can you imagine just like, ah, yes, another day on the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Did we just hit, like, our family of pelicans or something? Like, what the hell? 
Not long after the blood was discovered, it was also realized that George had gone overboard. Which I'm like, I don't really, it's, I, I don't know how they determined this, because in the last cruise case I had, they talked a lot about CCTV footage, but like, that, that was not a part of this case at all. Like, that's none of the evidence is CCTV footage. So right. I'm like, I don't know how they determined when he went over the ship. But it was estimated it was somewhere between Turkey and Greece. <laughs> did they not have any cameras, or? They did. They just didn't. They went, didn't. We're going to get into it. Okay. So, Turkish authorities boarded the Brilliance of the Seas, which is the cruise ship, and began their investigation. Because the Turkish authorities, like, I think, since it was between Turkey and Greece, um, they were closer, so maybe that's why they had, like, the jurisdiction over it. So as this investigation begins, they discover that the couple had gone to the casino the night before. And around midnight, they can both be seen on the casino cameras. Okay, I lied. Me, like, just talking about how CCTV footage isn't a part of it. But, like, this is the only part where it really comes in. Because there's pictures of them at the casino and, like, stills of them. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But it's, like, what about him falling over? Like, the same thing with Rebecca. I'm, like, you're telling me, like, they wouldn't have caught it? on the cameras, but that's neither here nor there. So this night at the casino was definitely a late night. So like they were they were having some time, they were on a cruise, okay, not a worry in the world, I guess. Jennifer apparently has no memory of the night before. That's how like of a crazy night it was. And just I want everybody to like take a guess at where she was like found. Not in her bed. I guess I guess kinda gave it. She was just in the hallway passed out private like at like four thirty in the morning and like the like the cruise workers were like Ma'am? This drunk bitch. <laughs> Did she ever say how much she drank? No. She could have been drugged then, and then... Yeah. She didn't state that... I mean, did she ever state that she felt like she would have been drugged or anything? I felt like she would have... I mean... I'm not very... I'm not a big fan of Jennifer in this case, but we'll get into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So she was like escorted back to her room around 5 a.m. is when they finally got her back to her room and put her to bed. But so like this uh, investigation was very rushed. The Turkish authorities were forced off the boat within two hours so they could make their next destination, the cruise. Like they could make their next stop. So yeah, two hours to investigate. Which like there was a day investigation in the last cruise ship case that I covered. And I was like, well, that's kind of shitty. But this was two hours. While they were on board, they would interview the last four men to see George alive, all of which he had met on the cruise. These four men are Josh Askin, Rusty Kaufman, Greg Rosenberg, and Zach Rosenberg. And I might have butchered all of their last names, but I don't care. (laughs) They said that they brought George back to his cabin, and while Josh went to the bathroom, all of the other guys took off his shoes, put him to bed, just to, the typical bro thing to do when, you're cut, when your friend is drunk as fuck, and you take him home. I just want to say something real quick. Was it said, like, his behavior at the casino, was he, like, acting up, or did he win a lot of money? Because I know casinos can be kind of sketchy sometimes. We're going There's something that might kind of point to that, but we'll see. So, like I said, they said they... Remember, he was very intoxicated. 
But they put him to bed, and they went to their cabin and ordered some room service and went to bed. So another piece of evidence that the authorities found was that the Smith's cabin was also found to be very messy, making some suspect a possible robbery gone wrong. So one of the articles said that it was messy, but not like, I can't remember the word they used, but they said it was messy, but not like completely disheveled, like not. So it's not like a staged robbery. Mm -hmm. Also on the balcony of the cabin, there was a chair pushed up against the ledge. And it was hypothesized that George may have been smoking a cigar, like, after he got dropped off and, like, drunkenly slipped off the side of the ship and fell. And that's kind of, like, what seems like was, is the accepted story here. But the blood was, like, somewhere else? Off. Well, I mean, the blood is where, like, the blood is, that what aligns with the story of him falling off the balcony. The blood? Mm-hmm. It's underneath his balcony. Like on the, it's like on the boat's canopy. I don't really know what that means. So he fell off his balcony and smacked, smacked. smacked it, and, and then fell off the, like just fell into the water. Which makes it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I guess the picture. I mean, it could look like that. I'm like, I don't know like, if it's metal. I'm like, like it just, it's a lot of blood. You know. It seems like he was already bleeding before he hit that. What? You have a... There was a railing in the picture? Not the bloody picture. The bloody picture is where he would have hit. The balcony had a railing. And the, the chair on the balcony was pushed against the railing. All of the cabins have a balcony, so you can have that nice ocean view. Yeah. And there was blood on the railing of his balcony? or Okay, so there's blood underneath his balcony. Far underneath. Where he would have hit... Like, he would have fallen from the balcony, tumble, 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 and hit lower on the boat. The boat's canopy. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a good bit of blood for this. I, I really think that he was probably bleeding before he hit it. So, uh, alongside those four men, Jennifer's also look into, looked into, but nothing really came from this investigation. And no arrests have ever been made relating to the case. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. <laughs> Thanks for coming. See, it wasn't so bad, Jeffrey. Bye, everybody. Thanks for having us. All right, that sounds good. <laughs> Just kidding. As with the Rebecca Corium case, there is a settlement in this one. And the amount was disclosed this time. So the settlement for $1.3 million was split between Jennifer and George's family. So at this point... Jennifer seems to choose to distance herself from the investigation, and George's parents, on the other hand, were far from letting it go. It really seems like Jennifer was the ultimate decision maker in accepting the settlement. However, a stipulation of the settlement was that the Royal Caribbean would have to release certain documents. These documents would drive the Smith family to obtain a lawyer and begin digging deeper into what they were convinced was their son's murder. So, some quotes from his mother. I miss him all the time, every day. I miss his phone calls. He used to call me all the time. Which, like, reminds me of me and my mom. It's like, my mom calls me every day, but, like, we still talk on the phone all the time, so that would definitely be something my mom would be like, I miss the phone calls. That's so sad. Mm -hmm. Another quote. I have no doubt in my mind, whatever so, that my son was murdered on that cruise ship. 
and I'm right there with her. Dun dun dun. It's not adding up. Well, I, I mean, it adds up so far. I haven't given you anything to believe. <laughs> like, it really does make sense that he was drunk as fuck and fell off his cruise ship until you start looking. Only if he was bleeding before the fall. Because I'm not sure how but that would there wasn't any blood there. on his balcony. I have a bloody nose all the time. Okay. Fair enough. This is coming from the man who said, I mean, it kind of looks like somebody just cut their hand. Yeah, but if he fell from that balcony and he just hit, like, a railing and bounced off, that blood splatter would not, like, spray that much. Mm -hmm. It would be that, that wide. Yeah. And, like, and, like smeared. It looks like he was like trying to like. I mean, I guess you would though. Like if he, I mean, if he fell and he hit hard and started to bleed, he would be like struggling to stay on the boat. That's why I was kind of saying earlier. It kind of looks like that could be the the case, but I don't know, man. No, if you don't take anything else what I'm about to tell you into account, then I would 100% believe that because he was drunk as fuck in his chair. Like it, I would like it looks like you would. A drunk, it would be stupid to do this, but like if you were just to sit with your back on the balcony and not sit on the chair and just like be like, but you wouldn't even have a nice view. You'd be, he would have been looking back into the room. So, like, it's not like he could have been sitting on the balcony and looking at the ocean. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. We're gonna do it. We're gonna, we're gonna do it. So, starting with the mistreatment of the family, the family has a number of grievances with the Royal Caribbean. They said they failed to lock down the ship at the next port, which would allow potential evidence to be taken off the boat. The family was also told by Turkish police that the Royal Caribbean had a business-as-usual attitude following his disappearance and did nothing to, to raise alarm bells. George's case, however, would go on to be discussed by Congress in a congressional hearing and was even touched on by international media sources. So this was a big story. In response to this, the cruise company hired a scandal management attorney. Like, all right, time to cover our asses. <laughs> Quick question. Did they ever find fingerprints on the handprint? Like, no, they, they, they washed that shit off real fast. Oh, okay. Before the police ever got there. Like See, it was like 7.30, they noticed it, probably like 7.40, it was gone. That's suspicious right there. I mean, that's like any, like... So the handprint wasn't That's blood. like damage control. Like, you wouldn't want to panic all of your passengers. That is true. So the handprint was blood. Yeah, but the handprint is still, like, speculation at some point. You know what I mean? Because it's, like, not a very high-quality photo. And it's not uh -huh. like police took pictures so, okay, and it was okay, washed away. So with their settlement money, uh, George's parents hired a attorney and he began looking into the case a little more like i said he found that the three nearby cabins to the smiths all reported hearing a commotion coming from their room late at night one of which was a former police officer and we're gonna i'm gonna get into some of their quotes this was the police officer so he said, this kind of like starts in the middle, but he was talking about how he was hearing noises and they like woke him up. Quote, I also banged on the wall during the next several minutes. There was talking in the room, but I could not distinguish forces. 
It was quieter in the room for approximately five minutes, and then there was loud arguing on the balcony between several male subjects. I could not tell what was being said, as it sounded like it was in Spanish. I observed three white or Latin males walking toward the elevators, and this was at 4.18 a.m. His name was Cleet Hyman, and that was the former police officer who was like right next to the room. Did the guys ever see what time they dropped him off? It was around four, so that would have been around the same time. And the fact that he said it might have been in Spanish, so three of the men were Russian-American, so maybe they could have um, been speaking in Russian. He just... Didn't understand it, yeah. Because yeah, it was muffled to begin with. Yeah. Just knew it wasn't English. This is another quote. What it sounded like to me is somebody throwing things against the wall, like throwing furniture in the room or against the wall or against the floor. So that was, I don't know which one, but that was from Pat and Greg Lawyer, who was staying in another room. Then around 4.25 a.m., there was a lot of passengers, including the police officer and the lawyers, that heard what was described as a horrific thud. Clearly, that was... George hitting the canopy. You heard them all the way down there? They were neighbors. They were like staying next to each other. Like it was it was a lot of passengers who heard it. And it was two, it says it was two decks below. Heard the thud? Down below? No, above. He fell, Johnny. Yes, and everybody up above heard him all the way down there when mm-hmm. he hit. I mean that's a hundred and eighty pound. Man, like if you throw 180 pounds of something, think about how loud things are when you throw them from just like a, like a height. Like dead weight. Johnny's perplexed. I've just never heard a body hit from that far. I just can't imagine how loud. And it's a metal canopy, so probably loud as fuck. Metal. The boat shake. I don't know, Johnny. Hmm. Like how do we? Sure, wasn't a gunshot or something. No, we're not sure that it wasn't a gunshot. I think that would have been... I think a police officer would know what a gunshot sounds like, though. Maybe. A retired police officer Uh, who worked in it long enough to retire. Did he really fall? What do you think, Jeffrey? Uh, I'm not really sure yet. I think uh, the three people had something to do with it. Four people. Four four people. Three of them are Russian-American. Yeah. Maybe he did win something at the casino and they wanted it. He might be... That's my thought process right now. So going back to the night at the casino. The workers found Jennifer around 4 in the morning, I told you. So they took her back to their room. And by that time, it was around 4.50. So this was after that loud thud. They noticed that the curtains were closed. The, The curtains to the balcony were closed along with the door. So, this indicates that, I mean, it doesn't indicate, but it makes it seem like he wasn't smoking a cigar. You, you said the that workers brought her back to her room, mm-hmm. but she was found in the hallway passed out. Mm-hmm. So, they said that they got her in the room? Mm-hmm. They, okay. Yeah, they escorted her back to her room. 
And when they went in there, they said they noticed that the curtains were closed and motionless, indicating that the door was probably also closed because the wind would have been blowing them. So if he was on the balcony, why would he have closed the curtains and the door? And then just sat out there, like, who would have closed the curtains when going out to mm -hmm. smoke a cigar? Mm-hmm. It does seem, like, with, it does seem like somebody was trying to, like, hide something at first glance. Yeah, that too. Had something at first glance. Or just going to bed, because you wouldn't want light to wake you up in the morning. Going to bed outside? No, yeah. like, the curtain's closed. Oh, yeah, 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 and you were never on the balcony. Do you hate the sound of your alarm clock? That daily reminder that it's time to get out of your warm and cozy bed and take on your event-filled day. Do you find yourself hitting the snooze button too many times? Or relating to memes on Facebook about leaving for work five minutes after you were supposed to clock in and hoping to still be on time? Well, then I have the product for you. Early Bird Morning Cocktail has completely changed how I see my early mornings. Their morning cocktail is a powdered drink mix that you make every night before bed in their handy-dandy insulated shaker. After making your cocktail, just leave it on your nightstand for the next morning. What I personally recommend is setting your alarm for 15 to 20 minutes before you actually want to get up. When it goes off, drink your cocktail and go back to bed. When your next alarm goes off, you will be hardwired and ready to get shit done. But wait, aren't energy drinks like super bad for you? Well, Early Bird is not just an energy drink, it's a specifically crafted dietary supplement with it added electrolytes and mood-boosting nootropics. Their energy blend consists of organic green coffee caffeine, blueberry, broccoli, tart cherry, and green tea extract, as well as additional ingredients that are all easy to pronounce and understand. So if waking up in the morning is something that you struggle to do, go to clubearlybird.com today and try Early Bird Morning Cocktail. Use code NOTADDINGUP10 for 10% off your order and start kicking the alarm clock's ass today. That's NOTADDINGUP10 for 10% off your order at clubearlybird.com. So along with the other blood we have talked about, there is also a very small amount of blood that can be found on the Smith sheets. This blood is definitely not anything suspicious. It's like really small amount. Like it looks like it could be from like a nosebleed. Something like that, like a really small amount. Like two like dots. Where is that? On the bed sheet. On the bed sheet. His mother believes it could be a sign that somebody was trying to get his watch, which she knows is expensive. And I'm like, I don't know how it would make your wrist bleed. I don't know. That just... The blood in the sheets doesn't really make much sense to me. But I mean, if, it, if there's foul play... It just seems like if it was foul play, there would have been more. Blood, yeah. Yeah. On the sheets, at least. Yeah. So there are also more ear witness reports that George and Jennifer had heaps of cash. Either winning gift cash, maybe casino winnings locked away in their cabin. The amounts varied from 14000 all the way up to 50000 
while we were off the air, Johnny and Jeffrey were talking, and they were wondering how long the couple was together. I think that's what's happening over there. They're, like, mouthing to each other. I don't fucking know, Johnny. I I didn't know either. Okay, I was confused. I don't know how long they were together. They were newlyweds. They They were married for, like, 11 days. Well, yeah, but, like, you don't know how long they were with each other prior to that? I'm like, mm-hmm. hmm, how fresh was this relationship? Is this, like, long, long, long love, or? It wasn't really touched on. Huh. Didn't read a book on the man. You should have. And now there's not that many articles. I'm just kidding. A man gets shot in this story, and there's only, like, one article about it, so. <laughs> this story? Wait, what? Yeah. So just shut the fuck up and let us get there. Buckle in, bitches. Drive. George's parents don't necessarily believe the rumors of this, like all this cash in their room, but they definitely said that they lived a flashy lifestyle and turned heads wherever they went. Like they dressed nice. They like they looked like they had money at least. I guess is what they kind of insinuated at, which makes the robbery seem more likely. Especially when taken alongside with the fact that some of the four men who last saw him make some very sketchy decisions following the last seeing of him. So so let's revisit their alibi. So they said that they got room service whenever they dropped him off, like after they got back. The logs show that they had never had room service delivered that night, and they were actually cut off from room service due to threatening behavior to the cruise workers. Some quotes... Hurry up and bring our motherfucking food. Another quote. Make sure you get our motherfucking luggage tomorrow. If you don't, I'll throw your motherfucking ass overboard. Interesting. Yep. Interesting choice of words. So this is what George said to the... No, that's just what the guys met who last saw George were saying to the cruise ship staff. So that's why they were like, okay, no more ham sandwiches for you. Mm-hmm. We're just... There's also talk from the lawyer that the Smiths obtained that there's a videotape shot by the three Russian American men. Josh Askin is the, he's not Russian American. And then the other three men, Greg, Rusty, and Zach are Russian Americans. But the attorney talks about the existence of a videotape shot by the three Russian American men in which they can be heard just kind of like joking about George's death and like mocking it and just making it like lighthearted. Which I'm like, no matter what, even if that was taken after the fact that they knew, and like even if they didn't murder him and they were just joking about it still, I'm like... Yikes. Doesn't look good for you. Nope. What kind of jokes were they making? There, there wasn't clips of the audio. So I think it's still, as this hasn't been any arrest made, maybe it's an ongoing investigation, still it doesn't really seem like it. But something else that's kind of interesting and kind of just makes you wonder about that night is in Florence, while the cruise was going around making all their stops, Josh Askin purchased absinthe. We were literally just talking about that, like, this, what was it? This morning? Yesterday. Yesterday morning. That's crazy. So, for those of you who don't know, absinthe is a drink that's illegal in the United States, but it's supposed to be, like, really hallucinogenic, correct? 
supposed to be in. Like they can't hear your head nods, Jeffrey. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've had a little bit, but... Oh, you've had it? Just like a shot of it. So I'm not sure how much you have to drink. I've only seen it on like Take. BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed made a video of them doing it. Isn't it supposed to be like heated up or something? I'm not sure. We like, just I didn't cracked the bottle and we took a shot. Yeah, like, I think there is a correct way you're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. Now that you mention it, I think you're BuzzFeed right. did it the correct way. They were like heating it up and shit. Like the, I think the vapors do something too. Terrifying. So Josh also comes, Josh Askin, one of the last men to see George alive, also come to Jennifer's defense with a little too much, put a little too much of his chest in it, if you will. He said she has no idea what happened. She was with another man, the, cons- the casino manager, Lloyd. Oh. You need to get him in here. I'm not letting her go to jail. What? One of the four men said that? Josh did. The one that purchased the absinthe. The one that is not Russian-American. Okay. Okay, so also, while we were off air, why I was saying, um, we were, we were saying, what were we saying? The thing about the Russian mafia. Yeah, like, what if this, like, when I asked Stop. how long she knew this lady. Why are you talking about the Russian Mafia? We haven't even fucking talked about the Russian Mafia. The only reason you know anything about that is because you watch my TikTok. No, I brought it up. Oh. Who br- The KGB? It's just, like... Not the KGB. Russian Mafia is a stereotype. So, like, they could be part of that. I know casinos use Mafia members to take care of their dirt. Russian Mafia. Shit like that. He said that, but then I also said, All right, no. this was a new relationship. Like, what if this girl was plotting against him the whole time and knew these guys, and it was like, hey, let's go on this cruise and just, like, act like, you know. If that was the case, she would have had, like, she fully convinced the family, too, because they really liked her. Like, they loved her until she started to be, like, weird about it. Was he, like, a substantial age older, or were they about the same age? I need more info on their relationship, sir. <laughs> Put you on the spot. Did she yeah, have I Facebook know. that I can look they at? Look, they look about the same age. Okay. They look very, they're both very young. So the like the fact that she, he, he also mentions the cabin manager, Lloyd. I'm like, I don't even know who the fuck that is. That wasn't mentioned in any articles. Like, He's you know, the only person that ever mentioned this yeah. Lloyd person. But there, uh, there, was, uh, there was mention that they did have an argument that night. Jennifer and George. I don't know. I feel like... An argument is typical, especially when they're both as drunk as they were. And at a casino, like, why are you spending all that money? I was shut up, just let me spend my money. But yeah, there was there was uh, talk of an argument that happened with, between George and Jennifer. But no mention of another man or anything like that. So another worker from the cruise ship said that Josh asked him about whether or not there were video cameras installed in the corridors. To which he said, yeah, there are. And then Josh was like, okay, where are they? And the guy was like, that's sus, I'm not going to tell you. And Josh just walked away. That's suspicious. Not as suspicious as Greg and Rusty's behavior. Okay, but remember we're talking about like how suspicious it is of the cruise ship to just freaking clean it all up ASAP and wash away all the evidence? Yeah, we talked about that. 
Instead of just blocking off that part of the cruise ship and saying, oh, there's a malfunction, blah, 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 I can't go over there. Sorry. I don't know. Because if it's, like, by people's rooms. Put up, like, they should be prepared for this kind of crap. Put up, like, that unsee-through, like, paper wrap plastic stuff. We used it for COVID at the nursing home. I kind of feel where you're coming from because since they rushed the cops, it was, like, two-hour investigation where the cops saying, alright, this is enough, and they Did Somebody had, they had, they, everybody had what? to do something where happened. the Turkish police, like, rushed. Yeah, they right? rushed. By the cruise. The, by the cruise. Yeah, the so cruise rushed the cops off. Seems like a little inside job. That seems suspicious. I mean, the, no, it just really seems like it's about money. They like don't they care about anything to... other than money. They want all of their people to have a good time to come back and go on another vacation. They don't think it's like I don't think it's necessarily suspicious. Yeah, I think right. it makes perfect sense if you think about money and business. Yeah, I do that. I see but that like, point. I'm like, God dang it, they need. I want them to pay more. Well, there is something good that came from this. Okay, continue. <laughs> that was a bad point to say this because what we're about to talk about is nothing good. On July 7th, two days after the disappearance of George, it was reported. That an 18 year old passenger had told her friend that she feared that she was raped the night before. She says that she believes that she was raped by Greg, Rusty, and a third man. She says that she remembers that Greg asked her to speak, quote, validifying statements, unquote, into the camera as they filmed the sexual assault. So he was basically, like, preparing for this to come back on him so he could have the evidence she was literally asking for it you know what i mean johnny looks confused no i'm just in shock okay just disgusted yep the young woman came forward with sexual assault charges and on july 8th royal caribbean officials would bring in the rosenbergs for some questioning and a very uncomfortable meeting. The following day, they were kicked off the ship when it docked at Naples. So they didn't even get to finish the cruise because of other inappropriate behavior. Not only were they threatening the cruise ship members, not only were they the last people to see this disappeared man alive, but they were kicked off the cruise ship for sexually assaulting an 18-year-old girl. And that's not necessarily confirmed it doesn't say if there were any criminal charges but it just says the cruise ship said that you need you need to get off and they got kicked off at like day boys too i was like that's funny fuck you guys like they, they set sail from like i don't know if they all set sail from barcelona but like can you imagine like expecting to get dropped off from one country and getting dropped off in a complete other country and being like they'd be freaking terrifying it's okay they robbed george for all this money they can get back and fucking raped it 18-year-old girl, like, they don't give a fuck what happens to them. True. But that's not all for at least Greg Rosenberg. Greg and Zach Rosenberg were cousins. They're not brothers, but Greg was one of the ones that was suspected in the sexual assault. In 2011, Greg was serving a prison sentence for trafficking oxycodones. Which, like, fuck you, okay, it doesn't make you a murderer. If you're a drug dealer, it doesn't make you a murderer. But it also seems like he continued 
to live a sketchy lifestyle. As in 2019, he was shot down in his driveway in connection to a suspected hit. This case is unsolved, and there's very, very little. I cannot stress that enough. Like, typing his name into Google, like, all of the shit that comes up is about the cruise and not about the fact that he was shot in 2019. But there was, like, two police articles from, like, local police station or, like, local news stations to where, I think it was in Brooklyn, New York. I'm not positive. I'm pretty sure it was in Brooklyn. Um, but it's unsolved. And they talk about how it's potentially linked to George Smith's case. So it does seem like some mafia gang involvement. We're going to get there. So as I kind of mentioned earlier, there was a congressional hearing due to this case. And this climaxed, if you will, in... No. This congressional hearing led to the passage of the Cruise Vessel Security and Safety Act in 2010. Under the Cruise Vessel Security Act, the FBI, the Coast Guard, and the Maritime Administration cooperatively established model training standards covering crime prevention, detection, evidence preservation, and the reporting of criminal activities in the international maritime environment, aka the FBI gonna come for you if you wash off some blood off the cruise ship. Mm-hmm. before we can get to it. Good. And this was thanks to, not really thanks to, but because of George's disappearance. So that is something good that's come from this case, even though we haven't had any arrests or any resolution from the family, sadly enough. But hopefully good things come more things can happen. Because Rebecca's case was in 2009, so that would have been before this too. So, after this, 2012, it was confirmed that the FBI's Russian Mafia team was involved in investigating the case, focusing on the three Russian Americans from Brooklyn, New York, to determine if they were in any way responsible. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep it in the episode, because after I edit some stuff out, it sometimes is weird, but like Jeffrey pointed that out in the middle of the episode, and I yelled at them because I thought that they got it from like a promo TikTok that I posted. And I was like, you're not allowed to say stuff that I told you about before. But Jeffy, you might have been onto that one. Well, to clear up my point, I know, well, I don't know. But it's just said that casinos do have mafia members to do their dirty work whenever they see someone winning or cheating. So Greg was the one that was killed by a hitman. Yeah, that seems like some very KGB activity. He may have like gone off the deep end, and they had to cut ties with him or something. Uh, but Ooh. but I feel like Ooh. they wouldn't have been able to work for that casino because they were on the cruise ship. Unless I don't know, they, they, they... no 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 no. But like, if what he's saying, so like I I don't even know. Like I haven't really heard of KBG, but if that if they were some like a place that targeted casinos is that kind of like what you're saying cruise casinos that would that'd be, be es- especially oh, casino ba- on the cruise yes oh. everything's on the- yes yes yeah bitch oh i thought they reported bitch oh i'm so stupid i'm so stupid ignore me i'm like i said they had a late night at the casino she was at work at four at 4 a.m 
they got on a lifeboat and they 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 pedaled as hard as they could <laughs> and they caught up to the to the cruise ship and they said, "Hey, hey, you, you left this drunk bitch and you need to take her now." Obviously, obviously, if there was a drunk woman left behind, the cruise ship would have been like, "Leave our Las Vegas!" Or Leave our Las Vegas. <laughs> like they would have kept going. That's funny as fuck. All right, yeah, I'm dumb. So we still have no arrests made in relation to the case. And really the only thing that good, the only good thing that came from it is the passage of the Cruise Vessel Security and Safety Act. It's really a sad case and situation and one that seems like there's enough to put some people behind bars. I don't know, like it's it just seems, maybe not. There's not enough, I obviously, concretely to put people behind bars, but there's just a lot of sketchy shit that, as I always love to say, doesn't add up in this case. So I'm going to let everybody kind of like give their theory, as I always do. And in my opinion, this was most likely an attempted robbery gone wrong, and either they thought he had money that he didn't have, or they took what he did have, and they killed him. Maybe he was a little like more new than they anticipated. Maybe they tried to get him drunk and they thought it would be easy and it wasn't so he fought back and then it became messy. But I definitely don't think that he slipped off the boat and just fell. I don't think it was an accident. I think this is foul play. I am with his family. Uh, the, the guys were at the casino with him? Yeah. I can't remember if it says they met that night, but they met very... I think it might have been that night, but it was if it wasn't that night, it was very recently. I had an issue with the way that a lot of the articles were talking about the three Russian-American individuals because they were all... They were all Americans. I don't think... I don't know if they were all... I don't know if any of them were actually born in Russia or I don't think that they were. I think they were natural... Like born in America, and the fact that they had any sort of Russian heritage, but maybe the fact that they were connected to a possible mafia in Russia, that's why it was it's so harped on. Terror, terror, terror. Yeah. <laughs> Just media is, like, all about that. But, I'm, okay, I'm like, I'm like, fuck my theory. I'm going with Jeffrey's theory at this no, point. Like, I feel like that's... I don't know, you had a pretty valid theory, and I kind of like your... I don't know, I feel like the lady, I don't know, I still feel like the lady has some involvement. I don't know. I think that she's just a bitch. I mean, like... That's what he said. Okay, but also... Half a million dollars is a good, decent... We have to think about this. kind of happy. We have to really think about this, okay? I I call her a bitch. But, like, she could have genuinely just been a wife. She could have genuinely loved George. And she could have genuinely just been drunk as fuck that night and didn't remember it. And But, like, how long would you want to go through your life... Like dwelling over that. Wait a minute. Okay, but now I feel kind of bad about some, about saying anything. Like I'm suspicious of her. Cause like no, I've caught. I'm like I've said. I've said the worst. So I'm like I'm making this because there is a possibility that she just wanted to leave this behind because she is remarried now. She wanted to start a new life. She but so there is that possibility, and I need to have that in here because, like I said, no arrests have been made. She, but the fact that she's the one who made the settlement makes her seem a little sketchier. But in my last case with the cruise ship disappearance, it was the parents who made the settlement 
decision. So that's not necessarily uncommon. People just want to leave this behind. And of course, you're going to want something for all of this fucking pain and misery and all this that you went through. The family, it seems like they put it to a lot better use in this case. And they got themselves an attorney and they got a lot more evidence uncovered because of what it seems like they that's what they did with their settlement money into the investigation. But if she just wanted to leave this behind, because like, it's not like it's her child. Like, there's divorces, like, I don't know. It, it wouldn't be as hard to let go of a spouse, I feel like, as it would a child. And I feel like that's pretty, I feel like it's pretty easy to agree with if you're a parent. I'm not a parent, but I can. I mean, I don't have a child, and I'd probably mm-hmm. agree with that. Okay. I have a theory. Um... What if she doesn't want to, like, what if, what if her biggest reason for distancing herself from the case is because she was traumatized more than we know that night? What if the same thing that happened to the 18-year-old girl happened to her, too? Well, I mean, her story, yeah, that could make sense, because, like, she says she doesn't remember anything. Mm-hmm. And it's theorized by some people that they were drugged that night, like you said, early on. So that could also be it. Mm-hmm. Maybe she, yeah. But... Was it reported that if she was she, drinking a lot? Because eh, eh. I don't know. Everybody deals with trauma in their own way. But in that that case seems like an especially important one to come forward. And none. Because like, at that point, she is still in love with her husband. If your husband died and you could like at any point remember, okay, I had a traumatic experience that night, you you would go to police and you would tell them, something's not right here i had this experience like i don't know what's wrong with this night but i know something's wrong i know that like my husband died in a suspicious way and that you should be looking you know what i mean which is like everybody like i said everybody deals with trauma in a different way but i think that she just doesn't remember that night maybe she was drugged maybe she was too drunk i mean some people do block out traumatic memories and they don't even know it subconsciously And the girl who reported being sexually assaulted was very, like, not, like, she she said it was, like, strobe-like, her re- recollection, like, kind of, like, like... That does sound like drugs, though, like that, drug. Because she didn't want to go to authorities, and she told her friend, and her friend was like, I'll go, like, we, we'll do this together, like, I, but we, we should probably, we needed to tell somebody about this. Maybe they were going to, and they tried to drug them, and her she got drugged first, and then her, she? the the girl, the wife. The, the girl. It was reported on July seventh. No, I'm like that night. Like, what if, what if that night that they were out part, they went out to the casino and they met these guys. Um, they they drugged them in hopes that they could get them both to pass out, and then they could do whatever they wanted. Um, but whenever they drugged them. Um, she passed out and he didn't pass out so fast because he's a bigger guy and um, they ended up getting into a little a little scruffle doffle and that's what ended up happening to him and then they were like fuck we gotta get out of here and just ended up leaving him still. but that like would they are they drugging them to rob them or are they drugging them to rape them why not both I guess if they're that if they're just that despicable of human beings you're right. You're right. I mean, it's a cruise ship, too. Like, you could just be hitting as many people. Like, the scum of the earth. That is... Yeah. 
have fun going on cruises anybody wanting to go on a cruise. I kind of want to hear your original theory. Mine was just that I didn't have like a solid one. I just thought that it was an or like a some sort of attempted robbery gone wrong, some sort of confrontation between those four men and George that went wrong. But I would have to assume that it was for money, and that maybe they thought that there was more money than there was. The fact that the FBI got involved connecting it to the Russian mafia. And you had that theory about the Russian Mafia and the connection to the casinos and the connection to the fact that people on cruise ships especially are easy targets for that kind of stuff. Especially then, before we had the... If the FBI got involved, they know some, They know something, man. Yeah, that's not enough. Yeah. They know something. And now that they're, now their main POI is dead. Greg Rosenberg. What about the cousin? Zach, I don't, he wasn't, he wasn't touched on that he was in trouble, like, he wasn't in prison later, and he wasn't shot, so he wasn't, he left media interest after 2005 when this whole incident died down. So, yeah, that is the, that's about, that's about all we have. I think we all gave our theories. I think we have all of the, the evidence out there. It's still unsolved. It's, no arrests have been made. I'm gonna keep the cruise ship ones coming, guys, because, like, this shit is just wild. I've always thought they were scary just because of thinking about being out in open water and, like, nothing Pirates. surrounding you. <laughs> but that's what, like, some people like. Mm-hmm. But if you do enjoy cruises, keep coming back for me, and I'll ruin it for you eventually. <laughs> yeah, I'm never going on a cruise now. But... Thank you guys for coming on this episode and coming along for the ride with me. Johnny, this isn't your first radio, and I'm sure I'll have you back again because you are such easy access to me as we live together. <laughs> and when any time I'm like, oh, I don't think I have a co-host this week, I just need to get Johnny. Yeah. And I know your schedule, you'll be here. <laughs> I am always on. And Jeffrey, thank you for coming on for your first episode. You did a great job. Thank you for having me. Of course. I hope that everybody enjoyed this episode. And I hope everybody's having a great morning, afternoon, or evening whenever you are listening to this. And I think I forgot to tell you guys that last time, so I wanted to include that. And most importantly, I hope you all tune in again soon for another case that just does not add up. Mm-hmm.